Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture. Michael Hanflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, <laughs> for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show, formerly known as NXT, but... Oh! <laughs> Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable <sighs> discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. A little bit of a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's episode of NXT Road Block. I had a load of fun watching this show. Yeah, me too. It's peaking uh, at the right time for Sun and Deliver for WrestleMania weekend. I continue to think NXT has found its perfect form. Mm. I'm loving so much. My favourite ever week, I think for wrestling's current greatest saga on this show. and like Bold yet, claim. Yet more in-ring. Let's be real. Nothing that compared with the opening from last week. Nothing. Not even no. close. But yet more in-ring that I think is standing up for itself that is just helping NXT find this compromise of things I like. This was good and funny and terrible. A quality NXT. <laughs> <sighs> Can't disagree. <laughs> I cannot disagree. I am unironically embroiled in these <laughs> sagas that they are telling now. I got shoot angry on the news today that more people aren't watching this show now. Because <laughs> I was like... It's yeah, but you don't want to be there when it sells out. Yeah. Like, this is the sweet spot, yeah. isn't it? You know, like, a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, but yeah, I think there was... I felt like there was stuff on this show for all three of us. One very obvious one towards the end. And one, well... Let's get into it. The show opens uh, with a rundown of the show. I'm not going to do the whole thing because we've got stuff to do. In fact, I should point out, later on today, you've all been asking for it, we will be doing our AEW Revolution review. And also on top of that, you're going to be getting a Dynamite preview later on today. You lucky, lucky people. Um, <laughs> show opens with Pevenel's a Pevenel. <laughs> Just doing a rundown of the show, basically. Um, and setting up the fact that she's going to... Face whoever wins the main event at Stand and Deliver in Los Angeles over WrestleMania weekend. And then, hang on, I'm just going to get in advance of this. Oh, my God. We started with the Jailhouse Street <laughs> fight. <laughs> Dijak versus Tony Goddamn D'Angelo. And I've said this, and this is a shoot, guys. No, it isn't. It is. I am 100% just like you guys who are far more professional wrestling Journalists. We're not yeah, journalists. We're not journalists. Don't. You're a journalist in comparison to me. No. No. 
You're a broadcast professional. As you guys did immediately in the aftermath of AW Revolution, you know, we did the stream, you wrote wrote about it and came in and worked many, many hours uh, and then immediately went back and went, oh, now I've got some spare time. I'm going to watch it again. First thing I'm going to do when I finish work today is go back and watch this Jailhouse Street fight. I loved it. Um, It was Dijak versus Tony D, as I said, (laughs) with stacks. And, uh, yeah, people saying, oh, is he going to betray Tony? I doubt this pairing. So um, Dijak comes in with a nightstick to start, gets clotheslined out to the floor, um, and then they immediately try and put... We put over on the Revolution review. I said, I really like the fact that in the Texas death match, there was probably like two, t- two times where they tried to do the, the 10 count after about 20 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes of that match. Here, they did one move and went, right, put him in the cell. <laughs> Close on, I'll put him in the cell, won't it? Um, that doesn't obviously happen. Um, Stax, as he did throughout this match, gets knocked down by Dijak, takes some offense room to allow Tony to get, to get the upper hand. Um, they head back inside. There's chairs and stuff involved. Dijak hits high justice onto a chair. Hoy's in a bunch of chairs. I think we went to a break here. When we come back, Dijak's going up top. Uh, but D'Angelo cuts him off with a chair shot and suplexes him off the top onto a pile of chairs in the ring. Oh, that's when we went to a break because we come back with Dijak hitting a springboard elbow through D'Angelo, through through a table out on the floor. D'Angelo recovers, though, comes back with a sort of belly-to-back rock bottom on the floor. They're both down. Dijak gets hoyed into the cell by Tony D, but it's a desperation move. He pulls in the underboss stacks, and Tony... He can't bring himself to to shut his underboss in the cell with Dijak. He's getting choked out as well. So Dijak escapes and boots stacks right in the face. This fires Tony D up. He comes in with chair shots, but uh, Dijak cheats, low blows Tony. Looks like he's he's got this match won. He picks him up. He hit, hits feast your eyes, and you think, well, the dream's over, guys. Drags Tony D into the cell. Goes to shut the door, and then at the last second, Stacks heroically (laughs) dives into the way to block the cell door from being closed. He eats a feast your eyes, but this has allowed Tony to recover and find a crowbar. He comes out, nails Dijak with it, uh, and eventually hoys him into the cell. He's slumped on the floor. Tony D slams the door shut, and Tony D wins the jailhouse street fight. Right. I know you're not doing a bit, and there's not much I Adam. hate. Uh, there's not much I hate more in coverage of wrestling in this space than somebody earnestly liking something, and then somebody like refusing to believe that can possibly be the case, like just because they like a thing. Because we—that's what wrestling is. It's got so much. Yes. It's buffet. So you said about dynamite. You can't not like AEW because they will give you something that you like. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it's impossible to dislike. Yeah. Like, and I know how much you love this, so I don't doubt your affection for all of this. This was both a smoke and mirrors affair and an admirable carry job by Dijak. And it was still rubbish. Like, and I love the story. Like, I'm as in with you and all of us with regards to Stax. You know, he's a colleague of ours. So we're kind of yeah. emotionally invested in what's going on with him. And Biased, him. maybe. Maybe a touch. You know, we've said that maybe. before. Like, it's, you know. Um, and I do think they're going somewhere quite impressive. You have fantasy booked a route that I like very much that, like, I want you to share on this podcast. However, like, I don't know how Tony D'Angelo, the wrestler, this is going to sound so harsh. Like, remains employed with WWE because I've yet to see 
not even one of the things that they like is, you know, when you, you said about him firing up, he's, he's got no fire. <laughs> like, he doesn't bring that, like, the one thing they want is bumping and feeding. Right? If you're a heel, you feed that baby face for that comeback. If you're a baby face, you move, you show fire, and you have all that energy when you're the one making the comeback. I've yet to see either from Tony D in either role. And it, that's he plays both, kind of. Yeah, and he's trying to do both anyway. And that's in his weapons matches. That I was trying to remember this morning. So was it the Pete Dunn one, even you the quite Pete liked Dunn one I, I thought was right. really well done. So this is a thing they've gone to quite a lot with him. And I'm still yet to see it. And I'm so sorry, friend to friend to you, Will Bourne, that I just don't see it. All that said, the stacks inclusion was great. The cage save, earnestly great. Like, Axandretti's spear was awesome in the way that it came out of yeah. nowhere. So too was stacks diving in the way of that door. So I was kind of back involved by the finish. I thought the match was crap. The match was so tedious and a looping, repetitive, basic plunder brawl with one beat, two beats. Try and get each other in the jail cell, get stacks out the way. Try and get each other in the jail cell with a weapon shot, stacks gets in. It was just so tedious and monotonous. The timing of the, he was willing to break his own ribs yeah. <laughs> by just sandwiching himself between one door and another that was moving, and he just, our boy Stacks absolutely nailed that one. Maybe it's a, it's a bullet some, on a show that can't have guns, wasn't it? Like that's what he was jumping in front of. Yeah, maybe Stacks could do some jokes about time. Oh, yeah, because his timing was so yeah. good. We'll see. That's, that's probably what he thought of, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, our Stacks. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing I really can compare this to is when the... I'll not do the thing now. I've got to save myself. It's an NXT review. It's a marathon, not a sprint. The Iconics, whenever they'd wrestle, I just heart eyes. I can't. See, I couldn't see anything that people would be like. This wasn't great work or whatever. Yeah, I, I can see some of the Iconics work in this as well. <laughs> I, just, I just I don't see it. I just I adore it. And I have to admit, as much as I picked Tony D to win... There was a sort of grim acceptance as I was laying in bed watching this this morning. And then that moment where he sacrificed himself for the third or fourth time, like you say, diving in front of it. I was, oh, I was vibrating with excitement at this. I and lo- I love that comparison. Can you imagine like two years time when neither of them got anywhere in the main roster and like Stax is on Raw Talk. He's like, my potential scares me. <laughs> it's just going nowhere, leaves it in the Staff Rally in like a main event loop. Whose potential scared him? Stax. Oh, because of yeah. when Peyton Royce did it when she had like those three good matches in a row, and I was just like, "Come on, give her a chance," and they just didn't. When they, when they, yeah, I think it was just Pando time where they uh, broke them up, and then the next week went, "You're still a tag team, though, right?" Yeah, it was rubbish. It was, what's going on here? Billy Kay just got straight on with being Billy Kay. It was just like, "Oh yeah, this wasn't the team thing, really." Like one could wrestle and one was partner, and, yeah. and they both got fired. Terrible all round. <laughs> terrible all. Terrible business. Um, but yeah, love this as an opener to mm. the show. Um, and I suppose a bit like AW Revolution, surprised at the winner. I suppose it was a bit like AW Revolution Basically in that same. specific regard, yeah. <laughs> um, and the show's both begin with R. I'll be honest, I'm just I'm just killing time here because I heard him. Ah. But he's. I think obviously he's probably on his way, but he's just, you know, he yeah. just went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. hey, all right, Stax. How's the how's the rib cage? God damn it, son of a bitch! Oh, how's it going today, guys? 
better than you by all accounts. Yeah, <laughs> help me to my cheer. <laughs> oh, you like the show, Sigi? It wasn't bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> so, uh, what's the deal with hospitals? Huh? They treat um, patients who have suffered sometimes extremely life-altering events, broken legs, heart attacks, um, sometimes like really like long-term ailments. But uh, a hospital functions, Starks, is a place where, you know, all going well, it's a place where you can get healthy again. That's what a hospital does. And it's funded usually in the United Kingdom anyway <laughs> that you've just flown to. Like by taxpayers' money with a glorious institution that we call the NHS. Yeah, did you go that's over the, that? That's the deal with hospitals. Did you go over there, or did you, like... Is this like Telegram, Telewrestler? There's, like, other wrestlers that have come over here to use something that's free at the point of service. Yeah, I saw a little loophole. Actually, I <laughs> had to come here because uh, after last night's show, I uh, rushed to my local hospital to uh, find out that it actually been converted into a library. Talk about having to suffer in f- silence, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Three questions, three jokes for you. All about hospitals and care and that goddamn bullshit. <laughs> Sitch, question joke number one. Sitch, other than myself, of course, who is the coolest person in the hospital? The ultrasound guy. The ultrasound guy! <laughs> Goddamn, I can't get too excited for that sexy. Joke question, joke two. Hamlet, how did the pig get to the hospital? Picture that. Oh, he probably sucked it off the way he gone with the mountain. Yeah, mountain daisy. The uh, judgment daisy. Mountain Dew on the pussy. Oh, that's man. Uh, set up again. A question. How did set the, up. How did the pig get to the hospital? On a hog. Oh uh, yeah. Drove a hog. Drove a hog. Yeah, we'll take that. Drove, Drove a hog. It's good, but it's not right. How did the pig get to the hospital? In a f***ing ambulance. <laughs> Look, but he doesn't have that much faith in the punchline. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he does. Yeah, he's good, he's good, he's good. Don't you worry, I got faith in this final <laughs> one. Sigi! So, not a hospital thing per se, this, but I liked it, so I thought I'd use it. <laughs> what part of the body... Did the chiropractor fix? Picture this. When Eminem came in. Huh? Slim. Slim Shady. Slim Shady, without me. Guilty conscience. Marshall Mathers LP. Stan. So what part of the body didn't fix? Eminem itself isn't. Can't stop. Um, oh, wait, right there, wait there, wait no. I can do this, I can do this. What other songs does he have? Uh, what was it called Let's Go Crazy? I that hate was, that. It's my least favorite song Prince. of all time. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh. I don't know. don't know. What part of the body did the chiropractor fix when Eminem came in? Shady's back. It's the way I'm down! <laughs> <laughs> oh, see you later, guys! Bye, Stacks. It's going to take him ages to get out of I'll here. I'll tell you what. Those injuries.
I think he's taking Judgment Daisy with her just yeah. to help him up the stairs. Oh, can, they can't come downstairs, can, can they? they can famously go downstairs. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. Well, that's oh, thanks, Stax. We're probably going to have to get Judgment Daisy and carry her down. Oh, God. Stairs? That's presumably how we normally get her out of here. <laughs> that's, and then he has to come back for the elephant. Yeah. And then he leaves a bag of grain with Judgment <laughs> Daisy. Because <laughs> she's somebody who can actually leave it with. Uh, I can't bother to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Should we call him back and ask him not to? Maybe she just doesn't have to be on the pods for the rest of this week. Yeah. Yeah. Seems fair. We'll get her back next week. Yeah, we'll sleep upstairs. Yeah. She'll be all right. She'll look after herself. She'll be fine. She's a fictional cow. <laughs> I get told to touch grass a lot, so I'm assuming there's a lot for it to munch on up there. <laughs> She'll be fine. Eat grass. Eat grass. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like you do an AEW hot take, quote to me. Go graze, asshole. <laughs> uh, right, there was some LTST here, because uh, Mackenzie's backstage with Roxanne Perez, who's defending her NXT Women's Championship in the main event. She says, tonight is her biggest challenge yet. She's pretty anxious. She's wanted this opportunity since Miko beat her six months ago. Um, she's busted her ass since then. Uh, Satamora's going to test her, but she's pushed herself past her limits. Uh, this isn't her first title defense, but it's her biggest. She needs to walk into stand and deliver as women's champion, but she needs to be a living legend to do it. This is going to be just as big as when she won the title. She's nervous but ready, and she's going to leave everything in the ring to keep the title. I know what you're doing. Breadcrumbs, baby. <laughs> I like this. I liked it more after the show ended, obviously. But it really stuck out to me. Like, I was somebody that defended it, or elements of it, because it was just quite hot in the building. But 24 hours after what John Cena did to Austin Theory, and then you have a promo like this from like a 22-year-old or something who f- has already figured out how to, yeah, yeah. how to put over your opponent as a way to put yourself over. Jesus Christ. What a stark difference. Uh, almost, almost like Shawn Michaels understands how to be the biggest star in wrestling, more so than Triple H. Yes, but we, then again, John Cena, and it's just, it shouldn't go this way, but John Cena was an exponentially bigger draw than Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Wrestling's bro- wrestling fans are broken. Yeah. Um, Kiana James is in her office oh my God. when in comes Boris Johnson um, and she's talking about how great business is um, she's like what's up anyway Briggs and he says look uh, so wanks a lot and Fallon they mean the world to me and, and look just want everyone to be happy um, he says look he hasn't been the he- same since Valentine's Day but uh, hey at least he's sent you these roses and uh, he goes to read the little card and she snatches it away from him and hides it in her little diary and she's oh yeah 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 i've just been uh, really busy to be honest because uh, he's like oh, can you give her a, give him a call because he doesn't know what the bloody hell he's doing basically she's like i've been a bit busy some new acquisitions have uh, fallen into my lap but uh blokes i'll give i'll give brooks i'll give brooks a call tonight to sort a makeup date well would it not have been advisable for Kiana James to have more inconspicuously remove the tag mm-hmm. when the camera crew <laughs> were coming in to effectively light up the shot and then film it. All that to one side, I ta- I genuinely am taking the piss. I take this for what it is, because no one's telling me it's earnestly the very best thing ever. I know it's stupid soap opera fun. Is this another chess move in this game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
has she intentionally stationed a bouquet of roses on her desk, knowing that they would catch the eye of Josh Briggs, knowing that he would say, oh, isn't, are they from Jensen? And then she'd go, no, but really they're from no one. But she just wants to say, they're from my sister for congratulating me on closing all of these deals. Or they were for the assistant from Adam Wilborn or something <laughs> like that. I like that they're having a sister and we have to do like the Keanu James extended family. Yeah. Just yeah. to keep revealing family members so they can do the same gag over and over again. But what would the purpose be? Because she hasn't intimated that she wants to buy the bar. In fact, she's doing great business, as she just said. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, the acquisitions bit, probably right. Dudes. However, if it's not dudes, was this burying? Was this like the, the Wardlow push within as the Trojan horse? Like thing with the CM Punk and MJF. Very similar comparisons, I think yeah, you'll agree. Yeah. Was she not setting up that like there are many other things in it? Too many, if anything, things she can buy in NXT. Like, was this that she's the acquisition she was talking about? She slammed the diary shot on along with the Keanu James tag. Has she got closer and closer to buying the bar after all? Has she never forgotten? And she's abusing this relationship at this point. And the flowers could be from the real tour Ooh. that's done the, the business in the background while Fallon wasn't looking because she's can trust her now. She has to sign something. Uh, is, there, <laughs> is there something, again, like we say, we've, was it Meltzer you were saying is really quite invested yeah, in this? Yeah, yeah, like, it's good, it's good. I'm doing all this work outside of what they're showing me, basically. Isn't there a thing, and I feel this is probably from like an American drama or whatever, where you can buy like... I, I don't know what the word would be, but, like, the backup police. So, like, if someone falls through, the safety net that's normally there, someone's, like, took that out from under you, and if you don't keep up payments, it automatically falls into their hands. I there believe is it. There is I now. believe that. I'll take that. Yeah. What fact we're world-building for this story. I don't know, guys. I think I've been doing some investigating into how... <laughs> Will it be just a random? If, in fact, it's at face value and, oh, my God, she's been rumpled because she's having it off with somebody else, will it be a random? Or could it be somebody else from the NXT locker room? And could you bring up the NXT Superstars page on WWE.com so, in fact, we can determine who her new suitor is? Time. It's time to play the game! She could probably buy a bar at at this point. The Rock could buy one for her. Uh, Right, I have the uh, roster page open in front of me. Do you want to both pick one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll decide who's best for her. Okay. Who's the best match? We'll play Cupid. Yes. Hamflet, I am scrolling. Uh, Tell me when to stop and pick a number between one and four. Stop. One. Wendy Chu. Okay. Yeah. Sige? Currently recovering from that car park attack. Who could have possibly attacked her? Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's kind of like a crazy odd couple situation where opposites attract because you've got this hard-working, awake-at-all-hours business lady and, you know, someone who just likes to have a nap every now and then. Yeah. Opposites do attract. Or it's not even like a romantic relationship and... She did a business and bought like a bed warehouse and provided Wendy Chu with a new bed while she convalesces and Wendy Chu sent her flowers as thank you. Maybe. Uh, that right, wouldn't explain at all why Keanu James would aggressively snatch the tag off. Yes. So now that doesn't make full sense. Did before. <laughs> did you? Stop three. 
Grayson Bloody Waller. Oh my God, that's oh. the one. That's the one. So he loses, obviously, to Sand and Deliver, and you think all is lost. But the bastard, the whole time, has been watching these developments. And that's that's just that's a good booking. That's not even. She's helping me grow his big Waller brand. Yep. What happened to GTV? Uh, Remember that? What, the NXT, the NXT yeah. version? Oh, yeah. The NXT Anonymous, whatever it's that called. That's just been dropped. No, it was bought by Kiana James in her latest acquisition with Grayson Waller. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like the Roxanne Perez interview, I like this on its own. I liked it even more when we got the second part mm. of the story. Did you like what came next? Gallus. No. Okay. Uh, they come out. Oh, my God. Um, hot coffee. Uh, again, you're right. It's Sean and Triple H's obsession. You know what? I think we need to send you guys out today. Bit of patter. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> so Mark Coffey comes out with uh, with Wolfgang and they call out Pretty Deadly. They're going to do the, the talking thing that they promised. I'd forgotten about that, to be perfectly honest, in the preview yesterday. Uh, come down to the ring, but of course, Pretty Deadly. Smart on the average bear. They're up on the podium, Arelton and Kit. Uh, oh, look, the English boys standing, looking up, looking down on the Scottish lads, just like it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Their words, not mine. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're like, come on, do it face to face. And they're like, we don't want to look at your hideous faces. And Elton's like, well, technically it's face to face. I tell you what, I know he didn't do the timing of it well, but if someone had an actual comedic bone in their body, I love how stupid it was and how literal it was. It was actually, it's face to face to face to face. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it would have been good if it wasn't Wolfgang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the idiots and I love them it's like bracket like wrestling brackets general it would have been good if it wasn't Wolfgang <laughs> yeah. Wolfgang says uh, what's it going to take you to get to get us in the ring with you kick your ass uh, and Elton's talking about those precious NXT tag team championships they can't live without them they were stolen from them and they were just about to get them back and then here comes Gallus um, uh, Mark says we didn't come to NXT for you but to fight everybody um, I'll tell you what we'll make a deal Lays the titles out. Why don't you just come and take them? Uh, and Elton's like, we're going to give you a jolly good thrashing right now. Uh, and then they get in the ring. Pretty deadly, get their asses hand uh, handed to them and knocked out of the ring. And then that's it. Um, not being funny. I know we particularly don't like Gallus on this podcast, but this segment died an absolute death. These Gallus boys, they might be on top, but they're not over. So. No. Nice. They are not over at all. Like these people do not connect with them. It's honestly like I know I don't like them. Just don't like the act. Never have. Find it so try hard, hard bloke. But like they're going for mocks and it's just not working. And they just don't connect. And honestly, it's a bit of a running joke in certain, particularly British sections of the media, because the Americans do not care about Gallus to even mm. speak their name. Never hear Gallus online ever. Read it ever. It's only Triple H and Shawn Michaels who see something in these lads. It, these fans just did not react at all to this. Uh, like, the only thing this was successful at is, like, making you long for the days of heel Gallus because babyface Gallus is even worse. I'll, like, this is going to stand in the liver, you would assume. Yeah. In a building, in LA specifically, in for an audience that will be more than happy to welcome a bit of very stupid sports entertainment before they probably, like, go off to WrestleMania night one. Pretty deadly, just not going to be received as the baby faces anyway. There is 
bucket loads of sports entertainment charisma about these two versus whatever the hell Gallus are. I don't even think when this dynamic is being forced on television, it will work in the building that it's built into. Mm. And it's also a weird dynamic as well going into that match where I almost hope Pretty Deadly lose so they can go up to the main roster. I, th- there will be it's people literally looking. a win-win, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, then we get a bird person vignette. Knowledge is power. She didn't come seeking information. I'll tell you what, right, okay. You're not, are you going to say any more about this or not? Uh, the skies have opened up. Her eyes on the NXT Women's Championship. She calls out Mika and Roxanne. Fate will decide if they collide. No, no, Tiffany Stratton's got the shot. Um, but uh, you said you know her. She only travels as the crow flies straight to the top. What? I couldn't make sense of this. There's a line. Wait a second, what? <laughs> there was a line at the very start of this vignette. Where she said, what's her name again? Uh, Lyra Valkyria. Lyra Valkyria, where she said, well, my name got spat out by the generator, the random generator. I was like, is that like joke at the expense of <laughs> NXT canon now? And then I remembered that Stevie Turner uh, or Hunter? I can never remember. Stevie Turner was like, I'll go after her and have a feud with her. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that, but that's what the random name generator reference was. I thought, have you just said that? My name <laughs> sucks and some idiot chose it at random. But no, it does tie back to the story. I hope that, like, knowledge is power. I oh, so's flight and you've got that. So just use it instead. Like, as the crow fly, this is like, your per- this was the, what was the You end? could be the best high flyer in all of <laughs> wrestling. What was the, like... Remember the Cameron Grimes where he just got too literal with the moon stuff and it was like, we're going to have a fight in space since Brom Breaker. <laughs> like like, and you're going to see my face at the little window because I'm going to bypass the sun and go straight to the moon. He just imagined him in like the little rocket. Little it's like, it's like, as the crow flies, that means something. You can't just say that because it's got the word fly in it. You can't do that. Yeah, and if anyone says, oh, how far is it as the crow flies, they don't mean to the top. To the top? <laughs> it doesn't work. Just, I'll be honest. There's about there was about three different vignettes on this show. Surprise, surprise. There's one later on with uh, Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, and I went, I'm not writing down what they're saying. Crows are not native to Florida. I cannot speak to if they go anywhere else because I do not go anywhere else. There was another one immediately afterwards, and I, I am stuck here. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. Not by glue. I should clarify. <laughs> it is important to, to clarify information. I do not wish you to get confused. There was another one from uh, Ilya Dragunov. Eyes are the window to the soul, but JD McDonough's got no soul. You only get joy. Then what are you f***ing looking at? (laughs) I watched all of this and could not make a goddamn lick of sense of it. Uh, Eyes are eyes. (laughs) People say you can see a lot through the eyes. You cannot. You can see a lot through windows. Clearly, Ilya Dragunov is confused by this too. Well, where else do you look through? Your ears? (laughs) I must disagree, Hamflat. Of all one. Yeah. This, uh, this happened, basically. Uh, but then it was time for <laughs> the reveal. People said, I sold my soul to Mr. Stone, but I have not seen any payment for it, or for that matter, it. And I still have things on the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, I must clarify, not glue. Right, I'm just going to make things worse than what I'm about to say. Dragon Lee was in the crowd. You he are not a dragon, you are a man. Is Where's your brother? Uh, the old sort of takeover introduction, Vic Joseph describing him as an international sensation. And there was a little moment here where I was like, wait a second, they've introduced him here. Why would they do that if they were going to do it for the 
So it was a, a moment where I was like, oh my God, we are getting Shawn Michaels versus Grayson Waller. Um, but, you know, he's had visa issues. Uh, we talked about a little bit about this on the news, of course, uh, Hamflet. Uh, great talent. Yeah, the timing of this was knowing because a lot of people have said Dragon Lee was going to be Shawn Michaels' guy. So as you say, that built anticipation for Shawn or whoever it was going to be on the Grayson Waller effect. And he arrives at uh, like genuinely a good time for a Dragon Lee to appear. We are reaching this point where NXT has the odd genuinely great match in it. Dragon Lee can be that guy sometimes. I cannot believe there are like five people I want to see Dragon Lee wrestle on this brand, but there are. And then he can also bring along other people or certainly carry people to great matches in the meantime. He'll definitely get on the stand in the liver card. They're not not using him. So it's like, it's a pretty cool time to bring him in. Sidious's point yesterday was bang on. Like, this trope has gone away. So it feels fresh again. Uh, it's only been a few years since they were doing this every show. Exactly. Mm. If AEW just stopped signing everyone, <laughs> <laughs> then that could be cool again as well. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Then it was time for the six man. It was Bran Breaker and the Creed Brothers versus Indershed, Jinder Mahalvia and Sanger. Quick word on the gear. Oh my God. Braun never misses with his gear, but like, I thought the diamond mine had never looked cooler when Bron Breaker was on. Remember for the nice, yeah. I thought they looked great together. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had more matching gear than Jinder and Vera, yeah. who were a threesome. Um, the big brawl, of course, on the floor. Indus Share takes over. Uh, Vera and Breaker are getting into it. Julius comes in. Brutus at one point slammed Julius onto Vera. I love those double team moves. Despite the fact we talked about this on the stream, didn't we, of the rules of how that works. Yeah. If you slam your teammate on someone else, they don't get hurt. But if you slam someone's partner onto them, both get hurt. Double yes. Self. That's the weird w- rules of wrestling. Um, but just before the break, to take us to a break, this is a great setup. Breaker and the Creeds all do a triple <sighs> flip dive 
So close. So unbelievable. Whoever came up with the idea to do the crossing route, like crossing paths. Like yeah, yeah. Such a tiny update on an old favourite. It made it awesome all over I again, know. didn't it? Love these lads. Uh, we come back. Uh, Mahal's kneeing Julius in the face. Julius flips out of a belly-to-back suplex, though. Sanga comes in to run into, like, an angle slam from... Uh, from Julius. Breaker gets in, hits a moonsault. Julius hits that 450 of his for a near fall. I think they're setting up at this point for the doomsday device. Um, that gets broken up, though. Um, I think Sanga took Julius's head off at this point. Uh, we get a, 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 an elbow, a side slam, middle rope elbow thing. Everything breaks down, and then Breaker just starts handing out spears left, right, and center. One for Sanga, one for Mahal. Julius slams Veer down, and then they do the... I saw this described as the Doomsday Brutus Ball, which is a great name for the victory. So happy for these three. Absolutely terrific. Shawn Michaels should be panicking about who from his tag division he's going to lose after WrestleMania because it's everybody but the champions. Like, there's an <laughs> argument to be made. And this year, I know, like, are just a very limited act right now. But they're massive, and they can, they've can they shown that they can engage in these type of matches where they can do the big stuff right. So they would absolutely fit tomorrow because you find teams that get the best out of them, and they look awesome and imposing in the process. Similarly, with the Creeds, you've got this perfect hybrid act like they love these days. It doesn't necessarily guarantee massive success, but, like, Chad Gable will have a job for life, for example. Like, And who knows? There might be a Kurt Angle level of charisma hiding within one of them that suddenly makes one of them a massive and star. Julius Scott. Julius has got some, yeah, like you, you do see star potential in Julius, and this dates back probably like over a year at this point as well. Like, and I just thought these six, like, we joked a little bit yesterday that, ah, oh, this is going to be like five awesome guys in Jinder. Jinder looked the best maybe he's ever looked ever in this because he was just <laughs> yeah. like, as the experienced guy that didn't necessarily want to take and some of the abuse, but was destined to because he's the smallest of his big team. He kind of fit, like, he didn't. He somehow juggled being the leader of this group and also the guy that had to get his ass kicked for loads of it. And I don't know how they managed that and wove this in. The crossing spot for the dives, I, I can't praise that enough. Like, they've polished up an old favourite and made it brand spanking new, which just simply by crossing paths. I thought this was a tremendous bit of business. I wasn't quite as high on it because it was so much more entertaining when it was ramshackle, dumb jock wrestling. And it wasn't always that way. It was the... Good and bad kind of chaos all at once. Sometimes it was just off. Sometimes it was just stupid, big, dumb blockbuster fun. But I had mostly fun with it. Yeah, I could watch these four. I mean, Via Sanger and the Creed's nothing against. Oh, the uh, cut bait on Indushare already. That was my... Possibly. Yeah. I'll say this as well. Like, I wish they would learn some very obvious and basic lessons when they're thrown in front of them. Bron Breaker starting getting booed because those... Bitchy little extras at the performance center have gotten a bit bored of him. But also, like, some of his matches are kind of boring. There was no booze here. Why not? Because Bron Breaker got to be the best Bron Breaker. Yeah. It's really not hard. Yeah. Uh, then it was time for the Grayson Waller effect with Shawn Michaels. Uh, Grayson Bloody Waller welcomes viewers to the most important Grayson Waller effect of all time. Introduces Shawn Michaels, who's, I think, pretty over, I think it's fair to say. Does his, he looks ancient. Pass it on. Does his big entrance. Um, and he <laughs> says, look, you know. He does like that. A 10-year-old Grayson would be freaking out right now, just like the people in here. Um, but uh, present-day Grayson would say to that kid, uh, one day you're going to be so disappointed because Shawn Michaels isn't who you think he is. Don't be a Shawn guy. Be a Brett guy. Wait a second. Sorry. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Yeah. yeah. I was going <laughs> to press, oh, my God, but then that does it as well. Oh, my God. There we go. No notes. 
Um, Sean's like, oh, okay, we're going there. And Grace, you know, he said, like, it used to be all right, me and you. Uh, you'd always ask me for advice. That changed ever since you won the Iron Survivor Challenge. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, he said, uh, Sean was uh, treating him the way that Vince treated Sean, holding him back because he wasn't a big, wasn't big enough for a draw. Um, he didn't hold him back. <laughs> now, Sean is Vince. Doesn't he's, know why. Uh, he's... He loved Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He really, really loved Shawn Michaels. Loved him. Is it because he doesn't kiss Sean's ass like all the fanboys in the back? Um, and Sean says, Look, I, you know, I cut the reins loose on you a long time ago. You're not the number one guy because you lost at Vengeance Day. You took your shot and lost. He said, Look, I know what happened at the other show, but I apologize for that and made up for it. And you, when you got a fair match, you lost. Um, you want to blame the company? You want to blame me? You need to look in the mirror. Um, and Grayson fires back saying, you're only in this position because Triple H had a heart attack. Um, and he said, look, I took that spot because Hunter needed me to. Um, while Hunter was in charge, you know, was, things were, and now HBK's directing the ship. And Waller's like, yeah, straight into an iceberg. Uh, that was bad. This is generally good, but that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, I won't be at, I bet you won't even let me be at Stand and Deliver because I'd steal the show. I'll probably be on the cut list post-WrestleMania. Please, God, no. <laughs> um, he says, uh, you're looking for a star and you're missing one right here, right in front of you. Um, and Sean runs down some of the talent that they've got there and says, look, NXT's bigger than one person. Yes, Braun and Roxanne are the champions, but it's about more than just them. It's about everyone else, including you. Uh, you're just a part of it. Um, one was like, oh, you're good, Sean. Pulling at heartstrings. You got everyone fooled, but I see through it. Yeah, it was all about, always about you in the ring, wasn't it, Sean? But now you're a team player. He says, look, you're probably not wrong. Um, but the minute I walked back in, walked into NXT, that changed. I know this place is special. Uh, and Waller mocks him and says, why is it special? Because you can get to Raw or SmackDown. Who's going to get there? Bron, Mello, maybe Zoe. He's sick of everything, NXT. Um including this boss who rejects the fact he's got the biggest box office superstar ever standing right in front of him. HBK's had enough! Uh, yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to, to say all this? You want me to jump on the bandwagon? But you, you, you know, you can say everything you want about me, but you don't run this brand into the ground. Um, that was Triple H. Well, yeah, he did. He did do that. Well, it's like, why? Does that piss you off? Why don't you do something about it? You and me stand and deliver. Show everyone that you've got one left in you and you can tune up the band one last time. And Sean puts the mic down, takes his jacket off, and he says, for over a decade, I've had the greatest in the world challenge me to have a WrestleMania dream match. You think you're something special? You know, uh, they back, what is it? They back the truck, bring trucks up so often, the drivers know my address by heart. You think you're special, but you just... Worked once. You worked, you did it once. He accepted that money. Stayed with blood. <laughs> you think you're special? You're just 2023's guy, and it'll happen next year and the year after that and the year after that. Look, nothing would make me happier than whipping your ass. But someone else wants it more than I do, and he bleeds black and gold. <laughs> your opponent at Stand and Deliver is this man. Johnny Gargano is back, and out he comes, races down to the ring, goes after Waller, goes for a super kick, but Waller bails 
Johnny Gargano, I don't know how we didn't see this one coming. Because Johnny Gargano was absolutely finished and he's, <laughs> his stock is criminally low and you'd never think that they would rely upon him to shift a few extra tickets for an arena show and because it's not an exciting prospect because Johnny Gargano has fallen from grace drastically. That's personally why I didn't predict it would be him. Um, look, it makes sense. It's all very neat, very cute, all well thought out. But NXT have done the work on their side. Papa H has not done the work on his side to make this seem like an attraction. Like, Johnny Gargano, like, uh. Do you know what's the worst about, like, so he wins on Raw, and there's this idea that, like, he gets this win against Finn Balor. and Edge banded him off for it. Uh, he takes the momentum onto NXT. What this needed, and, you know, like, it's Sean and Triple H, so you seem the simpatico with this sort of thing. What he needed was this, like, Johnny Gargano's best match on the main roster so far. Like, the match that the next morning everybody's talking about. It's like, yeah, the booking's been terrible, but Christ, like, Gargano yeah. versus Gable. And you're just yeah. like, Jesus Christ, there he is. Miss that guy. Where's he been? And with all that momentum, he appears on this show. And, like, over 48 hours, like, Gargano's back, and they've done a bit of a long-term payoff, and the match is going to be really cool at Stand and Deliver, and you're getting half of that at best, and that's if you're trying. I like this a lot, but I don't disagree with Cedric either. I think like, it's honestly a bit stupid. A bit stupid. This guy... Obviously, the NXT crowd are going to go pop for him because if you look in their arse long enough, it's like a conditioning response. Mm. But Johnny Gargano just hasn't been it for years. This is a man who peaked, and I'm not like, uh, he's a really talented guy, really, really talented, easy to overlook because of the way in which he's been booked. He's also seemingly one of the good eggs in pro wrestling, mm -hmm. really is. He's, he peaked five years ago. He peaked five years ago now. That used to be a long time. I will say I thought the segment, there was little moments where it was a bit too cheesy for its own good. But of course it was. It was Gargano. No, like before he arrived. Yeah, because he was, he was like the specter of <laughs> yeah. But otherwise as well, I thought this segment was really good. I thought like, it's a bit WWE-ism this, but you know when you're like you're looking for like somebody to step up? This was like a quite a big night for Grayson Waller. And I think there's been a few of those lately. And I think he stepped up every time. Um, his stuff with Sean was really believable. Uh, way more so than when they throw your likes of your Austin theories out there to do it. It's mm -hmm. like that. Grace Waller and the Miz comparison is apt because ultimately they're going to want him to do very WWE low rent heel shtick when he gets like the Miz does. But the Miz, what the Miz has is that often he makes it quite convincing. He believes it. So you're like, all right, fine, I'll buy it. I don't want it, but he's bought it, so I might as well buy it. I'll rent it off him. Mm. You know, and like I kind of think that Grace Waller's mastering that as well. Yeah. And Sean got to basically use this as a like a vanity project as well. He kind of got to put himself over. Like, I picked up the ashes of what Triple H left behind, and I've made something that people are actually starting to quite enjoy. Like, he might, he was, like, stopped just short of getting his, like, Brandon Thurston WrestleNomics graph out and being like, hey, yeah, you see the one arrow going up? That's mine, that is. Like, uh, and he, like, but it was, it didn't feel like it was exposition for the sake of it. Like, Grayson Waller has no-sold the prestige of this brand from day one. Mm -hmm. That's been, like... Well, he's called out the bollocks, hasn't he? After he got through his six first gimmicks, that become his, his gimmick, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his yeah, gimmick yeah. that stuck. This is nonsense, and I don't respect it. And that's not this thing he's just invented for the Shawn Michaels feud. So he's he is the perfect guy for this. And like Gargano, theoretically, gives him the match that puts all of this like over the top. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I think because on the nothing against Dragon Lee, obviously he's gonna. I'm really excited to see him work. It's amazing. I, like, yeah. I just I was like, this doesn't work as a storyline. I'm like, I'm not gonna face you, but this random guy is. <laughs> I think you know the guy. I don't, but he's really good. <laughs> So, with the anticipation of that, Gargano was a pleasant surprise, and I was like, oh, there's a story there. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, oh, it's not Shawn Michaels, but I, I quite like this. 
I also thought watching this, and I don't, don't mean literally do the exact same thing, but I love the idea of Grayson Waller in a very different way going up to the main roster and becoming the legend killer, just fighting really old wrestlers who are well past their, and being like, I've beaten all these world champions now. Because yeah. I loved him calling out Shawn Michaels and you just looked at Shawn and I was like, maybe I don't want this match after all because he looks like really old. He looks ancient. With the odd step tool. <laughs> yeah. With the odd production tweak here and there. The Grayson Waller effect with a bunch of old timers on like a Raw or SmackDown is going to be really great. Nobody's going to know what the hell's coming. We're going to be like, there's two cameras on him at all times yeah. and the comments thing's going to look better. Three cameras ever, technically because like he's got his phone thing on the screen. Yeah. It's like... Main roster stuff, when it comes to winding up old guards at, like, Raw is 35 or whatever, reviewing five years, <laughs> he's going to be great at that. Uh, right, moving on, it was time for the Toxic Attraction grudge match between Gigi Dolene and JC Jane. Uh, a brawl straight out of the gate, of course, between these two. You classify it as that. Mm. <laughs> I did, it did annoy me that they brawled, then they got in the ring, they were like, right. Time to lock up. No, this, that, was the ho- that wasn't half of it, man. Yes, I'm, well, I'll run dire. you through and get your thoughts. Absolutely dire. There's a lot of yelling between the two. They keep bailing out to the floor. Uh, we go to a break, come back. Uh, Gigi's fighting out of a chin lock. Gets dropped with a clothesline. Uh, fires off some kicks to the chest. Jane grabs a uh, neck breaker. Gigi starts fighting back and then suddenly counters Jane with a crucifix bomb. One, two, three. Post-match, JC Jane attacks Gigi after the bell, stomps in her head, rolls out, grabs the chair, wraps it around her neck, but thankfully, before she can pilmanize it, uh, the referees come in and stop all this. This was the opposite of good. This was an absolute creative atrocity before even the match was horrendous. The way it was booked, the way it was agented, the post-match angle, all of this was absolutely unspeakably rubbish. My goodness. So they have this brawl, and they just have a wrestling match. They're meant to hate each other. They are meant to despise each other. And it just settles into a wrestling match. The wrestling match is unforgivably, terribly executed. My God, there's a bit, right, where they're working some kind of spot. It's one that leads to the neck breaker, mm. and they're just, like, guiding each other in a position. There's no intent behind anything they're doing. There's no intensity. There's no sense that they are trying to emulate a struggle. It's the opposite of that. Again, this whole thing was the opposite of good. Like, JC James ducked, and with the permission almost of Dolan, and they arrived at this neckbreaker. Then there's the senton. A senton, right? It's going to wind you, but it's like, it's not going to. The whole idea if you go for repeated pin attempts is that you're meant to just completely wind your opponent to the point where they just can't raise their shoulder. You have to really hurt them for this to happen. It's not expected to win a match. You're expecting to just slowly drain that energy bar, and the kicking out exerts energy as well. So she just a senton that looked rubbish for a start and has never won a wrestling match. Okay, This is after they gave each other permission to do a move. Hits the senton. One, two, didn't get the three. This is JC Jane's reaction. Ah! <laughs> this was like this week's. You got the disturb button to hand, huh? You got that disturbed button to hand. Oh yes, this match was this week in the post match for oh, me. I forgot about this gimmick. So then she catches her with a wrestling move and wins. Okay, surely this story could be told in any number of different ways. Uh, my throat hurts, bear with me. 
surely sh- even the worst versions of this non-finish or f- finish are better. Get DQ for kicking too much ass. Realize, hang on, in a fair fight, she's got my number because she's the baby face. I'll get myself disqualified or counted out and then, oh, no, that's not going to do. You have a stepped up rematch. So they don't do that. She just loses. Christ, why? There's no appetite for a rematch now. Oh, Paige lost to Moxley. They got their blessing. Shut up, my dickhead. And then, in the post-match, they don't even do a heat angle. No. <laughs> they don't even do a heat angle. Like, what? Shawn Michaels deserves to be shot in the face <laughs> for how bad this was. It's Unlike the animals that he does that to. Yes. Yeah. This is criminally... I could not believe my eyes watching this. I don't have the highest expectations for NXT. I think it does a nice little job of getting good wrestlers to wrestle sometimes, and it does a nice little job of genuinely crafting silly stuff that's, you know, uh, you, you have to give them it. Some of the stuff they plot is stupidly good fun. This is criminal on every single level. It's the worst thing you'll ever see in wrestling this year. I just wanted to do this because I, I love hearing it. So. It was Isla Dawn again. <laughs> later, later on in the show, JC Jane in the post match, like when she's out the ring and she's is she sliding the chair and or she's throwing um, she's going back in. You bitch, <laughs> like that. Just that, like that. We'll throw ourselves into everything. Toxic attraction. You didn't want to be as cruel at the time, but you could see it happening every week. There were always more of a tell not show act. Always, well, just throw titles on them. Well, that like Mandy Rose's reign get bigger, and like the matches never like the odd one or two were good, like best V trigger in the business. But beyond that, like never, <laughs> no, like the, never, never ever had the, never had the in ring really like to back it up. Just odd moments, flashes, flashes from Mandy Rose, never full yeah. matches, right? And now that they've broken up, the one thing you could have got from that to Sidge's point was like the justification for a, a bells and whistles match, the Tony D'Angelo one that you enjoyed, that maybe other people would enjoy about these two. And they were, they've moved about as far away from that. This was the opposite of selling that, mm. like, last woman standing. They're going to have a last woman standing match, which is one of the worst, like, in WWE. Like, Brock Lesnar had to lift the ring up with a tractor to make that stipulation good again. Like, that's going to be so boring. And it's going to be turn-taking weapon stuff for 15 minutes. And I don't want to watch it after watching them wrestle for less than five. And it was diabolical. But it wasn't diabolical. We go backstage. Fallon Henley's there with Sir oh, Wanks a lot. Yes. Oh, God. She's apologizing about Valentine's Day, but he's fine about it. He says, look, you're coming from a good place. And they do, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. And simultaneously, they both say, I'm just glad you're all right. Oh, t- they belong together. Come on, guys. Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so in comes uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson. Uh, and he says, uh, oh, I just bid see uh, Kiana James. Nice roses that you gave her. And there's a little look. Comes across the white spot like, I ain't giving her roses. But but he moves past it instantly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that. imperceptible almost. <laughs> I had to rewind it. Zoom and enhance. Um, and uh, he's trying to make everything all right, basically. And suddenly, so Anklot's getting a call. It's Kiana James. He's like, "Wait, cool. Hey, baby." <laughs> and he leaves. Hey, and girl. Fallon Henley's 
clocked it and she goes, so he clearly didn't send those roses to Kiana James. Boris Johnson's realised it as well. He's like, look, you're right, but what are we going to do? Fallon's got an idea and that's all we're left with. Oh, oh God. I just want those crazy kids to get together after all this time. And I'm like taking the piss, but I actually really want to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like make things any more complicated. But, uh, like these four people are restless. <laughs> and uh, the two of them are tag team champions. The standard oh, yeah. coming up. They might have the inconvenience of a match that they've got to have together, at which point this, whatever Fallon Henley's plan is, could be revealed. Or Keanu James's new bit of stuff yep. could be revealed as well. A new main squeeze. So it was previously it was Zach, wasn't it? A brother. Yeah. It's not great. Ooh. Maybe they maybe they, they they somehow managed to get their hands on the note and it's from I don't know I'm trying to think of a name that it can be both a boy and a girl's name and they're like oh who's this like a Jamie or something it's like my sister's called Jamie because we've got the brother as Lee yeah, yeah. Jamie I'm just I'm oh, I'm call me a fish because I'm on the hook uh, right. <laughs> Next up, Ron Breaker comes back out. Main event time? No, nowhere near. Uh, oh, God. Certainly not by the looks of this promo. Jesus Christ. Comes out. Boring. He says, I meant to yeah. come out next week, but it, it's time. Biggest match, biggest stage. NXT stand deliver, world title. Mello, where you at? He comes out. He says, look, you said it best. This is Mello. Uh, it's time for our pass to finally cross with the two of the biggest stars in NXT. Fans want it. You want it. I want it. Bron says, I couldn't agree more. We've been on our own paths. Um, every time I'd come out and have a title defense, I'd, I'd come out the next week, someone's music play, and I'd be disappointed it wasn't yours, Carmelo. Um, I kept tra- tabs on you. You kept tabs on me. We've been watching each other. Um, Bron talks about the meeting they had with uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H before. Two point. Oh! Um, NXT was about to change, about the younger guys. Get better. Uh, they Exponentially so. They picked, uh, Melo says, yeah, they picked you and I as, you know, potential future stars. Um, we've proved ourselves. We both run fast. We both run hard, says Bron. There's nowhere else to go except to, for us to face off. Uh, and Melo's like, normally here's where I'd say my, you know, that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be, catchphrase sort of thing. But doesn't feel right. Keep it short and sweet. Title on the line. Stand and deliver. See you there. And they shake hands. Uh, and... Uh, Mello says, I've never been secondary to anyone. And Bron says, we'll see you on April 1st. I thought this was pretty bad, to be honest. Flat as a fat. Flat as a... F- How do I like that word? <laughs> Very flat. Trump. Do I like any... Pass gas. But do I like any of them? Break wind. No. I don't even know how to say politely. Um... I think of any more. The now. thing I say, like when my kids do it or whatever, like cut pump, one, pump, cut the cheese, pumped a little Tommy squeaker, toot. Just a hell of a little Tom. What I hated about this, right, is that they are talking to each other as if they've been on the same, same destination, different route. The two best. Finally, it's time. Like it's you know some kind of. Austin Rock, WrestleMania 17. It's inevitable. It has to be us for the two kings. And all I I could think about when they were putting themselves over, which is the right thing to do, in theory this was good, and the way to do it, I just said had no credibility to me whatsoever. Where all I could think of when they were saying, you know, I've been the best and you've been the best, and it's about time. Everyone knew this was coming, which is undeniably in this match is uh, the one. All I could think about was you've both absolutely... 
if not botched, then badly underwhelmed in like one of every two of your matches on the big stage. You've had enough mid, 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 mid matches or mid performances to completely undermine. If you've both been these totally great rising stars, and to an extent both have, but they've had one too many clunkers for me to have taken this seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's this is the, it's so strange this because this is the right match. I've never really felt like this has been the right booking ever. Like Carmella Hayes was staring down Braun at the end of Vengeance Day, and instantly you felt, oh god, like they're going to go down the mutual respect route. Super athletes were not getting Mello being even like slightly obnoxious. Not really. It would anyway. work if they were both absolutely awesome. It would <laughs> all of the time. Yeah, like. I, I never will I put these two over, but you couldn't doubt the effectiveness of the the Undertaker Triple H silent standoff. That's what they were going for. Yeah, like the, a few more words. There they are, as these like you have to accept they're massive stars, and they just stand and stare at each other in the sides of the background, and everybody pops. Like I hate the pair of them, and it worked right. Chris Jericho had two WrestleManias in a row where he worked the right match, and both the match itself and the story leading up to it never just felt like Jericho uh, Edge and CM Punk. Yeah consecutive WrestleManias, one was I'm the best in the world, the other was we were tag champions and you got injured, you suck, I've got a new partner, don't need you. They were absolutely the right match at the right time. And neither was, was that the one the build was just Edge saying the word spear. Yeah. But it was like everybody had fantasy booked it the entire time Edge was injured. It was like it's he's gonna come back, he's gonna fight Jericho. Then Punk was calling himself the best in the world and Jericho like all of it was set up to work, but it never felt like it mm. truly belonged and then the matches didn't go down that well in the stadium. This has got the makings of that and it's gonna main event stand and deliver. Potentially to crickets. Like, Mello's not even got that, like, 100% hit rate where you're like, well, on the night, it'll be all right. I'm not yet sure it will be. Uh, Thea Hale has obviously had her issues with... Uh, so she's uh, got hippie Tyler Bate involved. He's teaching her some breathing exercise or something. Um, and then... 20, 25, is he? Someone that looks older than me. I'm ancient. Yeah, you're ancient. But you're also... Fortunately for you, you're already quite bland and beige, so you're almost ageless in that respect. Like a, um, that's true. You have lived a more colourful life, but as a result, the coldest. F- yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm haggard, me. I'm no, haggard. No, I don't mean that. I'm haggard. I'm getting there. Uh, I'm shock myself sometimes. <laughs> it's awful. Isn't it? those, you know those, those days crow's in the feet. It's just like actually, yeah. you've got crow's feet. Have I? I have. Got crow's feet. Yeah, we've all got crows. Yeah. Is that just that, like that look in the mirror sometimes? I'm like, how did it how did it end up like this? Look at you. And then it's like, oh, it's me. I'm talking to me. <laughs> Give anything for that person to be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but no, always me. Uh so yeah, Andre Chase and Duke woke walk up. Uh Thea's feeling a lot better now. Um, you know, she's been through some hard times, maybe this will help going forward. Uh no one was no one's without fear. The key is moving through that fear. Uh, and Tyler Bate wishes Andre Chase good luck with his match, and they leave, and Duke just sort of doubles back and goes, can't believe anyone's buying that snake or you're selling. Oh, love it. It's good that the obvious bastard is now trying to make a bastard out of somebody that's obviously nice. Yes. That's quite funny. And then we got Joe Gacy versus Andre Chase. Um, this started during the break we came in. Andre Chase is hitting a running clothesline when we come in. Uh, starts hammering away, but uh, Gacy knees him in the face and gets a brain buster uh, to, for a two count. Chase comes back, does the chase you, stomps, uh, gets caught up top, sunset bomb. Um, another near fall. Thea Hale's doing her breathing exercises because Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the rock's daughter, um, is there creeping her out. Uh, she's a bit creepy in her. 
Thea yeah. <laughs> Hale suddenly explodes. She's not bad with her corruption stare, is she? She explodes with uh, rage, storms round to Ava, screams at her, and Ava just smirks. Um, but uh, thankfully, Thea has apparently overcome her fear. Unfortunately, by doing that, she's completely distracted uh, Andre Chase, who turns round into the upside down, I think it's called, from Joe Gacy, one, two, three. The upside down. Stranger things now. Oh, yeah. What, what, is, what is the schism? They watch Netflix. <laughs> I think we watch Netflix. Is that the one tree? It's the one tree is their login. <laughs> they all can use it over four different accounts. And they get, that's why they're gradually shedding the gimmick because Netflix have clamped down on that. Yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. But Wait like, a second. Robbie Fowler's using the same one as Mick Jagger on this account. But like it's a shoot problem because they're on an NXT wage and they can't afford to get their own subscriptions. Yeah. Like they... I'm just about as in as you are on Cheers You, generally speaking, Wilborn. However, I do think they are, they are running into trouble with Andre Chase supposedly being an authority figure, these people, and outside of once, never goddamn winning, ever. Like, they get now. If you're Duke Hudson, you're starting to reach a point where, like, oh, yeah, these are complete losers. It's best that I turn, and you're not supposed to think that way. I will say, in front of a proper crowd and not these oddballs in Florida, like, they chase you felt like one of the most overacts in yeah. the company, let alone in NXT. So maybe when you get them back out at stand and deliver, you'll see that again. They need bigger audiences than what they get, I think. Maybe that's generous. Uh, match, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember anything that happened in it. Nothing, none of the matches really matter. This is WWE. Um, terrible, pretty much, development for me. But I'll tell you one thing. Right. The idea all along has been Duke Hudson trying to for reasons that aren't yet clear, wants to get his fingers in to chase you, correct? Oh, he, wa- he wants yeah. to do... S- it, it cannot be to beat Andre Chase, because everybody beats Andre Chase. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a sinister, as yet, secret motive. Yeah, He's going to be the heel, and we saw his face. What if he just bloody wants something to do well? Mm. He's, uh, maybe they've pivoted here, because he's such a good hot tag baby face. Yeah. Maybe they've realised, right, okay, well, look... Maybe I had the wrong intentions when I first started this, but God damn it, I think there is something here, and we're not doing it. Let's go after these bloody tag titles. Let's beat those boring Gallus boys and do it. Be great, wouldn't it? I got on it. It's like, it's like his rant later on. We're we're a institution of losers. We gave someone an award for winning one match. We're better than that. This university is a joke. He's not wrong. Uh, like I know we've said this before as a bit of a joke because NXT fundamentally is a joke. But if they were going to fold together this and the Keanu James doing a business storyline, now is the time. Yeah. This institution is the joke. And I, what did you call it before? The lease. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's going bankrupt because all the students are leaving because you suck. Just keep firing them. Yeah. Uh, and look who's taking up the lease. It's Keanu James in her latest acquisition. And by the way, I'm also f***ing her. And that's how like the two <laughs> stories get paid off. That's how they overlap. The Duke is. Yeah. But Grayson was before. Well, I'm, yeah, that was as a result of a random generator. Mm. Right, okay. That was as a result of like a Stevie Turner stream. Yes. This is like maybe the story they were telling. Stevie Hunter, we're not sure. Yeah, one or the other. I think it's Turner. Maybe we should maybe we should follow her on normal net. Yes. <laughs> on the web. <laughs> Thanks for watching this stream brought to you by Normal Dream. Let me just unplug, unplug my landline and then plug in the internet and we'll see what she's been up to after six o'clock. Um, then 50p a minute if you went up 5.59, I got in trouble. Oof. Did you? It was like, it used to be free serve. It was like 50p a minute until six o'clock when it went to a penny a minute. So I was having an hour. 
between six and seven. Yeah. But like it was like, oh, come on, five fifty nine, five fifty nine. If I press it now, but dang, but dang, boom. But then like you got to see the bill. And I was like, too many fifty p's on. Oh, see, I'm so chronically online that one of my favourite noises because internet was always harder. Yeah. Now you just, it's on. It's there. It's, yeah. it's always on. There was always like connection problems and all the rest of it. When you heard the noise where it was connected, I was like, God. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's like the anti-heartbeat theme. <laughs> yeah. Finally some... Uh, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> Bongo! <laughs> uh, right. Alba, Fire, and Isla Dawn are doing a filming ritual. They're talking about the former tag champs. <laughs> CNC Music <laughs> Factory. Shut up! Uh, there's also no heart. They'd also talk... Uh, Spoiled for choice with tag teams that can't get along. Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Ivy Nile and Tay and Baxley. Um, the champs. The champs. The champs. Uh, God damn it, I'm rooting for against these, but it's not going to go our way, is it? Yeah. But they are forged together, these two. Next week, they charge towards claiming their lots. I'm so hungry. <laughs> uh, right, Mackenzie's backstage with Wesley, North American champion, of course, uh, brother of Dragon. Uh, talks about his open challenges, and he's like... Uh, <laughs> Bretton Owen over WrestleMania weekend, Wes versus Dragon. Uh, talks about all the bloody chaos last week, uh, and talks about having a great match with uh, Nathan Fraser. Um, he says, I'm going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> He said, I'm going to do another challenge next week, and in comes Axiom. Nerd! In the eyes thing again. Said, I wanted it last week. You could see the fire in his eyes. You Uh. couldn't because he got a last gun. But I thought there was another little breadcrumb here. Oh, Because they were like, basically said, oh, fight you next week. But he didn't say that. He said, if you're the first one out there next week, then I'll face you. It's not all set in stone. This. No. Potentially, no, there could be a reward for someone who maybe put their body on their line for their boss as a North American Championship challenger next week. That's all I'm saying. He already had a match with Wesley that was uh, not great. Yeah, and it this, was a, that, was a, that was a different version. Of, he's a, two months ago, so yeah, I don't think it's going to be that different. <laughs> Carefully, he might still be trying to get out of the building. He's like, <laughs> oh, I got chin stacks <laughs> right now. Right now. <laughs> Uh, and then it was time for the main event. Miko Satamora versus Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, well, we'll get to what happened following the match at the end. Uh, because Satamora initially works a leg. Perez is countering. Satamora's sort of heelish, but not, you know, she's just very experienced, basically. And uh, Perez is, is firing up against her mentor, basically. Uh, at one point, Perez used a great dragon screw to, to target Satamora's leg. She fires up. Uh, she avoids the finisher from Satamora, leaps through the ropes, dives outside the ring. There's a superplex tease. They're all fighting on the top rope. Uh, but in the end, Perez gets knocked down. Satamora goes for a splash, but Roxanne gets her knees up. Uh, Satamora just starts <laughs> nailing Perez with kicks. They trade near falls. They trade strikes. Um, I think there's a Saito suplex in there from Satamora. Perez kicks out. DVD from Satamora. Um, and then she hits that signature kick of hers. But uh, Perez just gets her shoulder up at the last second. They spill out to the apron. More strikes, more kicks. They fight on the floor. Perez goes for pop rocks. Satamora blocks it. Delivers that kick on the floor. Perez is out. She gets rolled back into the ring. 
One, two, Roxanne Perez just puts her foot on the bottom rope with the last bit of energy that she's got. So Satamora goes again to hit that Scorpio rising finisher of hers, but Perez counters out of nowhere to roll up Satamora for the one, two, three. Great reaction from the fans at the end of this, uh, and Satamora is gutted, but there's a nice show of respect after the match. She takes the title. She is the one who hands it to Roxanne Perez. She puts her over. She raises her hand in the air. Roxanne Perez is ecstatic and then suddenly stumbles somewhat and collapses in the ring. The referee's checking on her. There's no response. She's out cold. Booker T takes his headset off. Leaves the announce desk. Comes around, checks on Perez. In comes the medics. They tend to her. Satamora's in tears. They put her on a a stretcher, they put her on a, a, a gurney or whatever it's bloody called. Uh, Shawn Michaels is out there. She's wheeled out slowly, wheeled out of the arena as the fans are shouting after her. There's an ambulance waiting, um, and Perez gets loaded into it to, you know, no commentary, no nothing, just just the awkward silence of this uh, surreal ending to uh, NXT roadblock. I thought this was a great match and a great angle. I accepted after last week. Um, that the ceiling, I like the Satamora match a bit more than you, I think, Sage, but I did accept that the ceiling for this was maybe a little bit lower than I might have thought on paper, or indeed, you know, maybe like even two or three years ago for Satamora at this point. But this reached it. This absolutely reached, like, I think the best match they were able to have together, and it was very good. But my favourite thing about it, in contrast, sorry, to Tony D'Angelo, was that knowing the big angle they had to do afterwards, mm. this had to be worked at this energetic pace. And... That's not Satamora's job. That's Roxanne Perez's job. And Christ Almighty, the way she flew herself, threw herself into this, I'd have believed she was doing like Iron Man cardio for it. And they even gave you the segment the other week where she was drilled into oblivion by Satamora in prep for the match. So I thought like the match from a work, work rate point of view was at a lower ceiling than maybe what you'd expect from a Satamora. But it did a better job of telling the story after the fact. So I liked it more when we saw the angle, which I thought was really well performed. Which, for those unaware, is a callback to? Yeah, it's a Shawn Michaels one, a really great one from a really fantastic Raw, like 28 years ago, so it passes the seven years one. Yeah. I said 18 on the news, then realised I needed to add 10 to that figure. Um, but it was really great then, and it's still really effective when it's done well. It's a big if, because this sort of stuff isn't always done well, but Shawn was obviously in it once, and I believe he even pitched it to Vince at the time. So he knew how to portray this, and I thought he did an excellent job. Super helpful when... Booker T is the guy that gets to take his headset off and be concerned. To go back to something you said earlier on in the podcast in 1995, it was Vince McMahon playing that role because of his very special relationship with Shawn Michaels. But, like, Booker T got to do it here. Super convincing. This roster and, like, Shawn Michaels and Booker T and everybody fundamentally really loves Roxanne Perez and sees her not just as their champion and their, like, new brand leader, but as a bit of a daughter figure because she's still really young. So I thought this was the exact right character to do it with. And when you've got, like, Tiffany Stratton, this obnoxious heel, calling a shot at the start of the show, this is how you position that match to be remotely convincing mm. on the night. So I, I thought this... I didn't see any of this coming no. as a way to, like, try and make the stand-and-deliver title match feel serious. I was quite impressed with this. I liked everything behind the idea, dating back to, what, last week? <laughs> All the way back to last week. And this is how you protect someone in defeat... Because if you have to give your all against someone like that, you come out different. On I like fundamentally everything about this. I wasn't quite as high on the match. And I cannot take seriously 
a proper pro wrestling is dangerous angle when the world of NXT is just so fundamentally stupid. <laughs> I just can't. These two things um, conflict, collide spectacularly. Mm. So when they try and do something like this in this world, it's just, it's not the backdrop. It just, I couldn't take it seriously. Performances, I don't know, I just couldn't see them. I was like, this doesn't happen in NXT. It's not, it's not serious, bro. <laughs> well, there's more, like, she's been taken to a, a local medical facility. Yes. But there's every chance next week a character is introduced. He's like, Dr. Crazy, I work at the medical facility. And, like, that's an NXT person now. Yeah. Like, they could just as easily erect a hospital in the corner of the performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I can't take pro big heavy heat pro wrestling angle seriously on the show. Like, don't, it, almost insulting the intelligence given the claptrap that I still enjoy <laughs> elsewhere. Very eventful NXT roadblock then. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. What I say, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Daddy Boys sitting down to finally review uh, AEW Revolution a little bit later on today. And, of course, look ahead to AEW Dynamite later on today as well but for now this has been the NXT Roadblock review my thanks to the Dadly Boys to Stax to the Elephant to Daisy and we I'll see you soon imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.